Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 Women's World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild with an E. <laughs> Follow me at Wild Holly. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. That was smooth. I get so distracted every time you lead away at the top. I forget that it's my cue. You know, I think episode 11 is going to be the uh, final episode of the live intro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could just recycle an old one. Great. We could be that smart. Because, yeah, I had the cat flopping on me. And All right, we're rolling in, though. Let's get it rolling. Yeah, episode 11. Got my uh, oat milk Gibraltar, which is the Friday morning drink of choice. This one is from Alfred's. What's a Gibraltar? Uh, not a macchiato and not a flat white. Macchiato me. Doctor says I got a macchiato me. Oh God, no, <laughs> no. Half baked. No. This is keepers. We're gonna tell you how to win your fantasy league for <laughs> the NWSL. <laughs> or we're just gonna talk about things that we care about, like half baked quotes and oat milk lattes. That'll happen. Clearly, we don't care about what the other person's interested in, but it's all good. I'm interested. Uh huh. I could tell. You got a haircut today. I'm interested. In that. I did. Yeah. Another, yeah. another morning show. You can tell by the grovelly voice for me. Not so much Holly. Yeah. I got up early to get a haircut. Just rocking the haircut. Our cat Hector needs a haircut. Yeah, he does. You're shirking on the haircut. Yeah, shirking. I am shirking. Yeah. I learned what shirking meant today. Um, <laughs> fun stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm excited because we're two weeks off of the season now. It feels like a little. It felt weird because we got like national games for the national team which i heard some podcasters and i'm not going to say who but i heard some podcasters say they can't they find it hard to get excited for national games when they're friendlies and i go is that something when you've watched soccer for longer than us i don't know that shocked me because that i get i was I, watching the national games I even know. when i knew the outcome i was so excited to see the team play yeah they're so great and I get what they're saying that the tournament's more exciting. I'm like, okay, I get that. Tournament is more exciting. Sure. But the national team is like watching a dream team every time put together, and you're like, oh, these are the best exactly. players together. I mean, together. When, you watch, uh, when you watch anyone at their best doing anything, it's always inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, maybe when you watch long enough, maybe that's like you're just all about the club level because they're talking about how they get more excited when they watch club games. And I mean, that's what our show's about. It's fantasy club. So, but I just don't. I don't understand not getting it like amped because whenever I see that team take take the pitch, right? Because of everything they stand for, not only just playing the game. Yeah, I get amped. Yeah, I get I get amped and pumped as well. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news. All right, uh, Angel City FC announces Angela Hughley's uh, Manjano. I didn't know that she had that uh, added on her on her name as VP of Player Development and Operations. So, uh, hey, Angela Hughley's, congrats. Yeah. Um, Former guest on my uh, other podcast, yeah. Aesthetically Speaking. Friend of your other podcast, yeah. definitely. Congrats to Angela. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, she's the Angel City's third major hiring following Kim McCauley's appointment as Director of Recruitment and Analytics um, and uh, Iniola Aluko as Sporting Director. And, of course, NWSL, they'll join the NWSL next season. So they'll just keep adding more and more quality people. Quality hire, right? Yeah, no, I think it's great. I mean, she was one of the original investors. And what this points out to me that I think is 
is really excellent as well is that it's, you know, it's creating more career longevity for women's professional sports. You know, as there are more teams and then former players have more opportunities to, you know, work at a corporate level or at the business level after they've been players. And I think that's, you know, it's something you can turn, you can have a whole career in as opposed to needing to figure out something else to do after you've, you know, completed, retired as a player. That's true. There's a lot more, a lot more business jobs too after they play. Like usually it was just like assistant coach at a college. Yeah, or, or head coach at a college. Or possibly commentator if you're, you're right. quite extremely lucky. But oh, given good. low television, yeah. you know, previous to the last couple of years, maybe not. Good point. Good point. Uh, let's go on some swimming. We've never done swimming news on this show. Katie Ledecky completes history-making double. Um, the Olympic champion kicked off her history-making double uh, a few nights ago uh, with the 200 freestyle. Um, she did it in a, what is it, a minute and 55 seconds. Um it was just short of her best by about a second. Um, but it was enough for, for her to make the Olympic uh, team in the event. Um, I'm just reading through this. Uh, the Olympic gold medalist in the event in 2012. Da, 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 da. I, I, I'm, it's early, Holly. It's oh, early. my gosh. I, I read this. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Please help me today. It's early. Damn it. Okay, the second half of this double God. is uh, she... She won the 1500 freestyle, which is the, the first time that this event is going to be um, in the Olympics. And, and if this was the one that I remember watching, it was like the pool was empty and like she was so far ahead of everybody else. She was like a whole length ahead of everybody else. It, it was pretty impressive. I did see that highlights on mute. Apologize, everyone. <laughs> it's 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 been a rough one. <laughs> I didn't see one. that. It was like uh, on ESPN. They're like, you know, or I think it was actually PTI when they do the final say, it wasn't when PTI. they say like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at the end when they do like the so longs or like the goodbyes and it was like to cut her competition. Right. Was the thing. So that was cool. Yeah. Adios um, to that. The uh, tour de France is going to have a women's race in 2022, which is crazy. Cause when I saw that headline, I, I, I guess I, I never really even thought they didn't have a race. I, I didn't even think that was a thing. Like, but then again, I guess it's always just been a bunch of dudes. So, um, so yeah, after years of uh, female cyclists calling for a women's version of the race, including uh, petitions and some even writing every stage of the men's race, which I didn't know that some did. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Good for them. They'll now have their own Tour de France in 2022. Right. So um, there was a race from 84 to 89, but a so-called lack of economic balance led to the race's failure. So uh, that's uh, that was... Uh, yeah. We know how we feel about that. So I guess they tried to do something. And of course, I mean... You fail. You fail when you try to make uh, equal rights in the 80s. Right. Yeah. This well, just failed. Yeah. Mm. So this is cool, though. This is awesome. I watched this. Yeah. I mean, and shouts out to Swift for being the sponsor and and putting your money where your mouth is. That's fantastic. Here's where I'd like to see this go. I'd like to see this go uh, where marathons go, where you have everyone competing together and we don't have to qualify this with a Tour de France femme on the end of it. Um, but, you know, baby steps. Uh, it might be good at the beginning. I think it's a smart marketing ploy at the beginning. That's like, fair. Because like you're like, oh. To I mean, generate for me for separate it, audience it at a separate my, yes, time. It caught my I eye. Get, I was like, oh, this that. is new. I get I'll where watch you're going it. With that. Yeah, but not yeah. in the future. It, get, it will give you an opportunity to get to know all of the, the competitors and, and be excited about their stories. That, you, should, you, know, you and I should have a deep dive about quantifying because that, that comes up a lot. Where like some qualifying. Qualifying. You need to qualify. Some t like, do you think it's good to qualify the leagues? Like, so it's no. men's soccer, women's soccer? If you're doing both. Both. Yes. yes. 
but it's like World Cup, women's World Cup. No, 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 no. Not, yeah. not good. I agree. Yeah. yeah. But like, so, okay. What about WNBA in NBA? Can't stand it. Terrible. What should they, what would be a good fix for that? I mean, I know we're just, this is like, we're just, this is, we didn't expect this conversation, but like, is there a way? Do you just have men's Either you men's have basketball two completely basketball? different names for the leagues. Round ball. Or you qualify them both. Okay. Because yeah. otherwise one's a derivative. You're right. And it's always, it's never the the standard. Yeah. It's always the after. It should be like tennis where it's just, you have like the men's championship and the women's championship. Or what is it? The but don't they qualify tennis? Isn't the league like, isn't there a W in front of the women's league? I don't. And there's not an M in front of the, I don't know the enough WTA, about tennis. WTA, which is the Women's Tennis Association. Right. And then there's the. There's not an MTA, right? No. So yeah, see. But. Yeah, the cool thing I like that they do about what is it for tennis? They do gentlemen's and ladies. <laughs> it's like it's like they really try to class it up. So it's like, oh, come on, you're trying too hard. Yeah. Um, all right, last bit of news here: Olivia Moultrie. Oh, here she is. Wins preliminary injunction in NWSL lawsuit. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> this is. I mean, I feel like she's in our news segment. This is. She's the new segment champion. Um, yes, yes. So a judge granted the 15-year-old a preliminary injunction Thursday in her lawsuit against the NWSL's age rule, which requires players to be 18, of course. The ruling prohibits the NWSL from enforcing its age rule and preventing Moultrie from signing a contract. It's expected that Moultrie will sign a contract with the Portland Thorns soon and be eligible, eligible to play immediately. Um, I think it helped that the judge was a woman, Karen uh, J. Immergut. Absolutely. And that, that speaks to the importance of equity in our justice system. Yep. So that helped. And this is cool. There's a lot of wrinkles here where there are, there is a player, there's a, a collective bargaining agreement happening and it, some things could be a little tricky moving forward and what the players agree to, but this is all good things, right? Like, I guess my ultimate question to you is, cause we, this is good that we don't yes. need to beat a dead horse here. This no. is great. So does she see the field in 2021 for the thorns? I think she sees the field next week. Really? Yes. That's quick. Yeah. Like just as a sub coming in. I don't thing. have a good sense of her level of play and having, uh, having had her only come on my radar this year and not oh getting to see her. So I, I, you know, picking her up, who knows, picking her up, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just saying, I'm, I'm really excited. Cause you know, I hate, you know, using ESPN twice in one show. Cause they usually have a bad track record. They're getting a little better. But it was exciting seeing on like their top stories on their app and that being like number five or six as like a top story, you know, and if anything, it just brings more eyes to the sport. So bring it on, bring in more people, bring in more viewers, because, you know, as soon as she takes the pitch, that team, if they do it right, they'll tell people that she's going to see the field this week. And I could see them like flexing a game on CBS and being like CBS moves stuff around and puts it on. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's a huge story. Yeah. And I like, uh, you know, I, I, the league does not have the ability to appeal this decision and ask for a stay on the injunction. So, you know, even though, this, you know, for now, this is the way that it is. And I just, I, I think, you know, the, the judge summed it up when she said the, the public interest strongly favor affording girls in the United States the same opportunity as boys. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, boys and men's soccer, those rules, just make them the same. Yeah, and you and I got into a very early morning discussion about all these other sports, which we'll save. But, yeah, I think because um, there's age limits in the NFL, WNBA, NBA. For soccer, there is not a compelling argument for it. 
I know you were saying that we should keep people from, you know, sometimes you need to have in more heavier contact sports where there is a CBA, you need to have, you're saying, correct? Remind what you're saying. Like you're saying there should be maybe more uh, um, regulation. So there's an argument for physical maturity in certain sports yeah. where there's heavy contact mm-hmm. and there's a huge size differential. Um, that's something that doesn't necessarily go away in women's soccer because you have people who are five feet competing against people who are six feet. So there's, it's like the argument is moot for women's soccer and it's not, you know, you're not, it's not part of the game to actually have physical contact. It just is a, an ancillary of the way that you play. Yeah. So there's not a compelling rule to have people wait for, to, to reach a certain level of physical maturity. I think, I think there are some, sorry to interrupt. Sorry. Um, I think there are, with the head injuries, I know soccer's actually been known to have maybe more head injuries than professional American football in some cases. And so if you get young people who aren't developed, you could run into something there where you want to protect people okay. from that. That's fair. I buy that argument. But are they going to get more head injuries playing professionally than they would playing at their club level? Probably not. Yeah, unless they collide with a, an adult head. <laughs> I don't know, or adult bodies. Like if Lindsay Horan comes in on a Moultrie during practice, it might hurt more than her high school teammate. Just saying. Um, but uh, I'm of, you know, my whole, I, you know, I want her to play. And I know you do too. And, but I, I always come to the debate of, I think there was like a New York mayor years ago who was like, I am outlawing sodas that are like more than 32 ounces because it's just unhealthy. And, and I, go, I go, let people make their own mistakes. <laughs> Have a Mountain Dew the size of your head and then figure out if it's good for you. But I get it. Some people are in dire straits with financials and they have to make decisions based on that. And I, I get it. Maybe it is a sport-to-sport basis. So um, good news for her. I'm really excited. Uh, let's get into some injuries, Holly. We got some news. A little All bit right. of news. More national team stuff. So good news. Tobin Heath and Julie Ertz are on schedule, uh, Vladko says. Um Basically, you know that uh, for Heath the suffered, yeah, for the Olympics, Heath suffered the ankle injury when she was with Man U in January, and then had a knee injury when she was recovering, and then Ertz recently had the MCL sprain. So Heath was back training, of course, this week. The quote from uh, Vladko is: "Tobin is a little bit ahead of Julie in her progression. She's in camp here and training every day, and she's medically pretty much ready. The only thing now is Tobin to physically, you know, Tobin is physically. We've got to prepare her and build her stamina on the field." Um, and uh, with Ertz, he says, uh, we're excited where she's at right now, but we're going to have to be very careful with our approach and make sure that she's fully recovered before she plays a game. This is all, they're going to be on this roster, and, and this is a little tease later. But this is good, this is really good news, right? Because like, I feel like Tobin's been forever, and I just, I've been really wanting to see Tobin back on with this team. Right? I mean, Right? I love watching Tobin play. I love it. Um, but I have also, I'm electrified by watching Kristen press play instead. Honestly. Yeah. 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 She's so exciting. And I mean, what? Tobin is technically brilliant. And, and especially when we were in La Havre and we got to watch her up close. I know. Score. Score a goal from, you know, two rows up from behind the goal line. I mean, that was just spectacularly amazing just to be able to see the level of footwork and, and technical skill. I'm glad you brought that up, by the way. Why? Uh, Sunday. Yes. Two years to the day that we were there. Wow. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. Arg. Group stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Aww. That's all throwback. Oh, I had a little moment. Flashback Friday. Oh, God. That was so fun. I know. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I had to say it. Continue. 
talking about something that no one else will identify with. Great. Uh, amazing radio. I don't even know what I was talking no about. No one will identify with World Cup memories? Get the hell out of here. Come on. I mean, our... Uh, Come on. You we know were, what I meant. Our little moment of World Cup happiness. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's on our Instagram. Check it out. All we right. Our, our moment of happiness. Yes. Yep. Okay. At Keepers Podcast. Okay, last thing was uh, with um, uh, Rose Lavelle. She rolled her ankle in game two um, against Jamaica, and she decided to take herself out of game three as a precaution. So to me, that's fine. Keep an eye on it for fantasy with the rain because they got a big national game this weekend. That's right. So keep an eye on that. And that's my last bit of injury news. And just wait for the NWSL because uh, they're, uh, of course, their amazing app and website hasn't been updated since June 5th for injuries. So that's a whopping two weeks. Good job, website. Um, also some trades, not much news, but the oil rain assigned Mexican international Jimena Lopez to a three-year contract after reaching agreement with SD Ibar on a permanent transfer of the player. The contract includes a club option for the 2024 NWSL season. Holly, more OL rain action. This team is <laughs> going to be so stacked. Yeah. It's going to be like the Nets. Are we all ever going to see them all play together? Oh, nice NBA poll. Ah, thank you. Nice NBA poll. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. They're just stacking the roster for when they're going to have all these international breaks and they just, they're going to have like a Olympic team for when the Olympic team's yeah, gone. That backs then, up the uh, Olympic team. The, yeah. And the non Olympic team, which is everybody. And, you know, maybe this helps on the line because Rose Lavelle gets banged up a lot, Rapino gets banged up a lot. Um, and now you're going to have these, you know, French internationals coming in, German internationals I think coming it's in, Mexican be exciting. internationals. I can't wait to see them them come and play here. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fantasy time, Holly. Yes. Let's talk about some streamers of the week. Um, <laughs> I just have to say, I think part of the reason I was confused by this last night when we were working on the rundown is because it's on our rundown. It actually says steamers of the week. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hopefully not the Cleveland variety. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, R-rated, R-rated show this week. We got to put the adult uh, explicit. <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah, now it says streamers. I change it. Um, right. So if you're unfamiliar and you're new to fantasy, a streamer is someone you can pick up from week to week, a goalie with a good matchup or an attacker that um, is on the waivers and plays a defense that sucks. Our Hector Cat producer knows what I'm talking about. So Holly, who are who are your streamers of the week? Right. So here's what I'm thinking. If you're like me and you have Lavelle in your lineup and you're thinking that, okay, maybe she's not going to play that much coming off of this small... Sorry, the cat is literally six inches from my face washing himself. It's very distracting. Right, I was making a serious point. I'm thinking that Rose Lavelle might not play a whole game or she might not start just to be conservative with her ankle, even though it's not fully injured. So I'm going to need some more midfielder power. So I'm looking at someone, um, you know, like Rocky Rodriguez, who, uh, you know, had 10 fantasy points, you know, last last. Uh, last game for for Portland against Louisville or I'm looking at you know Sophie Schmidt is back from the Canadian national team and, and Houston plays Louisville this week and I feel like you know she was a very consistent performer for me last year and that'd be someone you could maybe pick up for this matchup for this week two players that probably should be available if you're in a 14 league standard league exactly Rocky Rodriguez and Sophie Schmidt are right on that borderline they may have been picked up for a game or two I know Sophie was on a roster in our league she might still be rostered I think she might be. But Rocky has been on and off rosters. 
I, I agree with you. I'm going with Rocky Rodriguez. Um, she's been really consistent lately, and if you need some punch, uh, and they've got a good matchup this week, of course, uh, with them playing, I believe, Kansas City, if I'm looking at my schedule correctly. Yeah, Portland and Kansas City, yep. good matchup. And also, I threw on Angela Salem, who had a really good game last time against Louisville. But those two seem to sub in for each other. There's they been, do. Like, so yeah. they swap in and out. So keep an eye whoever gets the start, maybe, uh, as a stronger pickup. All right, so uh, waiver wire ads of the week, Holly. So these are players that are probably available in your league, um, but might have a little more longevity. So who are you picking up from the waiver wire? I mean, Moultrie's out there, right? Oh, are you doing <laughs> it now? Playing. Um, but if uh, along that vein, Alana Cook is coming back from you know Paris Saint Germain and and joining the OL Reign permanently. Um, and she, you know, she was really strong in, for PSG. She plays both center back and outside back. And I think she's going to be, you know, she, I mean, she was even a goal scorer for, for that team in their, I think semifinals. But if you're looking for defense, this might be a good pickup for you because I think that she's going to be a strong addition to that team and get a lot of playing time and, and a lot of action. And that team hasn't given up a lot of goals this year. So clean sheet. True. Possibilities. I'm also going with a defender, Courtney Peterson. Mm, I did have my eye on her as well. Orlando, her last three games, three shots, six key passes, 16 tackles, one clean sheet. And for the first time on this show, we are going to have a live free agent pickup by none other than myself. Jared Gilkerson (laughs) is dropping Simone Charlie. And picking up Courtney Peterson from the Orlando Pride. Uh oh. It's happening. All right. Thank you. Wow. Breaking barriers. I'd just like to point out that I actually did pick up someone live on this show a couple weeks ago, but I didn't get unicorn rainbow chimes or applause. Thank you. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did I, who'd you pick up live on the show? I don't even remember. Oh, well, shit, it doesn't count. <laughs> Wait, I can look it up. I can look Tree it up. falling in the woods. Shush, shush. Um, but keep it, Courtney Peterson, she's, she's, she's smoking everybody. Uh, 16 tackles in three games, and then the key passes are worth more, and as a defender, to get that many, and also with the shots, and she's got one clean sheet on that, that, that uh, for the three games. And Orlando this week, I actually think with Gotham, you know, Gotham doesn't freaking score. I know you, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, they well, just they're, don't. yeah they're, they're not organized with their offense. So, so I'm going Courtney Peterson. All right. So we just got done with the national team, three-game stretch. And Holly, I think Vladko is on the verge of announcing the roster. Yes. So, so exciting. we're going to make our own rosters and what kind of impact possibly they have on NWSL. So Holly, we're going to start with uh, goalie. Yes. Who... Now, I hopefully this is another uh, instance of Jared producing a great show. This is who do you think <laughs> will make the team, not who do you want to make the team? Because we could have a couple of once. Yeah. This is who you think will make it. Correct. Yeah. So who do you think will be on the squad for the Olympics in goalie? I think it's going to be Nayer starting, French backing her up, and Campbell on the alternate list. Oh, okay. I had a little wrinkle. I have Nayer and French, but I do not have a third goalie. Really? Because there was no third goalie as an alternate. There was a third goalie mm. for an alternate in the last Olympics. It was Ashlyn Harris. But I think there's just too many 
skill players that they they're only going to go with two. Interesting. That's what I think, but it okay. can be risky. Uh, defense. This is a little flexible because some people are known as defenders and some people aren't. But who do you have on defense? Well, I mean, you've obviously got like the four horse women of Dunn, Sauerbrunn, Dahl Kemper, O'Hara, and then I think it's going to be Davidson, Tuna Davidson, and Emily Sonnet. Um, also on the roster because, you know, Tuna Davidson and center back can back up, you know, um, Sarbrun and Dahlkemper and then Sonic can play an outside back, but she can also play, you know, that, that defensive center mid, which I think she was, you know, very solid at in the, the last, uh, friendly that we just watched. So that's my picks. You, I have the exact same six players. Whee! The only one that was I was teetering was actually Sonnet. She plays a lot, but she's like this aggressive outside back. Which I actually love about her. I know she gets a lot of shade They already have one that. in Crystal. <laughs> so the thing I like about Tierna, what was that? What did you say? I think people give her a lot of shade for that, but I actually love watching her play. I, I really like her playing style. Me too. I just see someone as Crystal Dunn as a better version of that. And then I see someone as Tierna Fair. Davidson as like, oh, you've got the lead. Bring in Tierna. And I think Sonnet might have this weird, she might not play a lot. You know, I don't know. Like, you know, I just don't know if it's going to if it's going to work out that way. But I've got the same lineup there. So let's go to midfielders. Who do you got? I have Haran Lavelle and Sam Mewis. I'm sure Ertz is going to make the team um, unless something completely ridiculous happens with her injury. And I have Christy Mewis. I think she's going to make it. She she looked great. Um, in, in the last start of the, this recent series of friendlies, I think she is a goal scorer. She changes up the whole chemistry, um, of the, of our, of our national team. And I think she creates more opportunities for them, both with assists and, and, you know, with shots. And I think that she's, you know, very accurate for passing. She's a heads up player. I just, I think she's going to make a team. I've got Mewis, Sam, mm -hmm. Moran, Lavelle, mm -hmm. but I've got Julie Ertz. Mm-hmm. Just all signs are pointing to when he speaks about her injury and also how important she is to the team. It's just, I just feel like she's not going to be an alternate. I feel like she's going to make the starting midfielders and she's going to be there. Even if she's not, if her aunt, like maybe she doesn't start the first few games, right? but she'll be there. And yeah. I think she's going to make the squad. Mm -hmm. So I've got her. It's in there. Uh, okay. Uh, forwards. So you got, so you don't have Christy Mewis. On the actual squad. Okay, I've got Christy Mewis as an alternate. Okay. The good thing is, well, I'm mad because she's on my NWSL fantasy team. <laughs> and I, you know, but I, you know. She's I really, going to Tokyo and where I want to see her in the Olympics because it's just, it makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really hope she starts. Like, I would love to see her start um, to the detriment of someone else I like. That's just the problem. Um, but uh, I think she's an alternate. But I think the alternates this year are going to see, I don't know how it works. Like, you know, like if you're for an alternate to see time, does they someone have, have to be out? Someone out has, yeah, someone has to come off forever. The like yeah. they have to be out for the rest, the remainder of the tournament. Yeah. So that's tough. But I really think that could happen with all these injuries. So who do you have as our attackers? So Lloyd, Morgan, Press, Rapino, And then I just think that you can't, you can't not put Heath on the team. She's too good. And she seems like she's healthy. Right. It seems like she's ready to roll. Yeah. Can I? Make, I just want to make a point on Heath. Yeah, it just feels like Vlaco comes in. And this is his first major tournament with the team, and I feel like you like you just don't mess with success, right? And this is what works. Yeah. So if you come in and and don't put her, someone that explosive on the team, and then something happens in the tournament, you'll get complete crap for it. 
Um, and I, I completely agree with Tobin. So we have one more spot open, correct? Because you've got well, that's Latino, mine. Lloyd, Morgan, Heath, Press. Those are all mine because I think Christy Muse is making the squad. Oh, so I, you have one more spot open. Oh, but I thought you had Muse in for Ertz. So I thought you had no. four midfielders. No, I have I have five. Haran, Lavelle, Muse, Muse, Ertz. Oh, so you had Ertz in there. Yeah. Apologies. Uh, I put Lynn Williams as the last attacker because I know Vladko loves her. She might have just won a spot in that last game where she scored when she played for five minutes. And she's just so fast. She got behind the whole line of Nigeria. And she's not the greatest. I don't want to. I love Lynn Williams. She's not a distributor of the ball. She's basically no. like a faster Alex Morgan who plays on the outside. And you expect someone who plays on the outside to distribute more. And she doesn't. She's going to be aggressive. Now, her aggression was great this week. She got on the board in five minutes. Awesome. A lot of times, she'll take Sky a bunch over the net, which is great for fantasy, great for your shot totals, but not so much for the national team. Uh, and she's on my squad, too, for fantasy. But either way, I think she's going. Uh, who are all your alternates? So we're doing over a few. Yeah, so I have my, my four alternates are Jane Campbell, Midge Purse, Macario, and Lynn Williams. Okay, and mine are Macario, Sophia Smith, Christy Mewis, and Midge Purse. I feel like Midge goes in, right? Because she can play defense. Yeah. She can play anywhere. Right. And I feel like having someone really flexible like that, I almost put her in for Sonnet, but I realized That was like, the debate for me as well. Yeah, so I, I wasn't sure, but I just feel like Purse, because, I mean, she scored. She's, she's just so good. Um, and I put Sophia Smith, because I just... I don't know. I, I kind of went with the more attackers and more playmakers, and then I took out the goalie. So that, that gave me that Sophia Smith spot. So I just, I think two goalies, but maybe you don't go into a big tournament with just two goalies. Maybe you have to have three. It just seems like such a waste of a spot, you know? Yeah. So uh, any repercussions here? Like, so as a fantasy owner, you know, and looking at your team, you know, you've got, you've got people on your team. Right. You know, you've got not too many national team people. Um, you've got Mew Sam Mewis and Crystal Dunn. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing? Well, I have four people oh, yeah, yeah, going that. to the Olympics. Um, and I have three bench spots. So I'm definitely going to have to, I mean, I have to, you know, either drop someone or take a zero for that. So I'm definitely going to drop someone and we'll just see, you know, in the next couple of weeks who, you know, who's not producing in terms of fantasy points. And that'll be the person so that goes. outright drop uh, a national team. Well, player? I mean, like if Sam Mewis is going to be playing in the defensive back position for the courage, she's not going to rack up that many fantasy points or sorry, the defensive midfielder position. Like she's just not, it's not, it's not where she can be aggressive and take shots and score. So, you know, if that's happening, if, you know, if Rose Lavelle is playing half games for the rain, then she's not going to be that productive either. You know, there's a sweet spot for Crystal Dunn where she generates a lot of fantasy points and some other positions. She just doesn't. So we'll see. We'll see what the, you know, where they're starting on their rosters. Yeah, if I were you, I, for some reason, I feel better about keeping Sam Mewis and not Crystal Dunn. Like, I just, Sam, I think, is always dangerous for an assist and some shots. And there's there are games where Crystal Dunn is just, she's just doing all the dirty work. She's doing a lot of defensive work. And she, and then, you know, True. Haran and Sinclair are taking all the shots, as you know, and Sophia Smith and Charlie. It's never ending, but I just feel like, Sam, even though there are a lot of talent, there's a lot of talent team. There's a lot of they've played together for so long, and it's it's gonna be tough to just drop a national team player. We went through that last year where you just had to drop them. Yeah, um, I'm in a tough spot with Christy Mewis, Lynn Williams, Sophia Smith, Kelly O'Hara, 
Those are big time players. That's another reason why I picked up Courtney Peterson live <laughs> on the air. First time ever. Um, so I've got some decisions to make. And if you're in this pickle where you have a lot of national team stars on your roster, make a move now because pe no, people in your league will know you're desperate. So if you have too many and then you get to, you get to week seven or something when these players start leaving in July and then you're like, well, let's say you're three and three or three and four and you really need to make a run. You need to find out who else in your league is short on national team players and might grab at them and not know that, well, of course they're going to get rid of Lynn Williams or Carly Lloyd or someone here because they're not going to be playing and there's no trade value. So you can't just, if you have too many of these players, you can't just drop someone as good as Lynn Williams. You can't just drop her. But if, if you are willing to move and move and shake now, you might be able to get a two-for-one deal. You might be able to get, because Lynn Williams is that good. So think about making a move now as a fantasy owner. I think that's I think that's valid. All right. Okay, Holly, we've got matchups. So it from week to week, you know, a lot of times we say, you know, uh, who's going to bowl predictions? Who's going to score the most in the league? Or, um, you know, which player should I start, sit, trade, trash, all that kind of good stuff. This week, it's a good old classic head-to-head -head matchup where we're taking two players of similar value, possibly, and picking simply who's going to have a better fantasy week. And uh, you know what? Do we bring back the game show music for this? It's too much game show music, isn't it? Mm. Mm. We need, like, game show B. We do need game show B. Yeah. All right, well, we'll start a different way. All right. Here we go. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> All right. Um, first is Ashley Hatch. Versus Taylor Corniak, Ashley Hatch of the Washington Spirit, Taylor Corniak of the Orlando Pride, Holly, who gets the nod? I'm going Hatch. Oh, Hatch attack. Oh. That's right. She's, this is it. <laughs> this is, the Hatch streak continues. Oh, Five boy. shows in a row. Hatch mentioned. <laughs> um, she's outscored Corniak in fantasy overall by a nose. She's playing the Red Stars. Korniak is playing Gotham. I just think that she's going to have more opportunities to gain fantasy points this week. I agree. <laughs> Yay! Uh, even though Chicago has been tough to score against, you know, since the blowout to Portland, Chicago's only giving up two goals in four games since that. Um, Korniak and the Pride play Gotham, who don't give up anything. One goal allowed in four games. So I'm going with the hatch attack. Hatch over Corniak. All right. <laughs> okay, next matchup. Lindsey Horan or Dabinia. This one's interesting. Really interesting. Because Horan's coming off of, if you live under a rock, highest score last week, predicted by Jared Gilkerson, a great reporter on the league. And uh, I keep waiting for all of the applause. There's so many. One Here, more? Before we go. Yeah. Oh, I should let you hit the button. Um, 43 points in one week, but Dabinia, a lot more consistent. Holly, who are we going with? I mean, they both have the opportunity to go off on any given week. I'm going to go with Haran because the Thorns play Kansas City this week. Oh, my God. We are in complete lockstep. Yay! I, this is going to be so interesting. Both are in big primetime CBS slots this week. Do not forget, two CBS games this week. It's a big freaking deal for this league. Uh, but I just like Haran versus KC more than Dabinia against OL, like you're saying. Um the OL reign D, they've only given up three goals in four games. Compared to Kansas City, who's given up six goals in five games. Kind of simple math there, and Haran's hot. Let's go with Haran. Next matchup is Rachel Daly or Jess McDonald. 
You go first. Who okay, got? I'm going with Rachel Daly, and I'm thinking, am I really gonna go against two top-notch Courage stars in a row? Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, Daly once again just has the better matchup this week. Uh, I kind of find it hard to believe that Louisville will keep her scoreless, you know, with assist or goals. Like she's gonna go off. J Mac could go off against anybody. Oh no! Oh no! Here you go. <laughs> I just love that you dropped the J Mac. She's J Mac. It's like your BFF. We're BFFs. Yeah. Um, she could go off against anybody, but she's been a little quiet this season and in the scoring department. Only one goal, zero shots on goal in three of her four in three or four games. Just not very active. And I think uh, Daly's a better bet. What do you think? I agree for all the same reasons. I just think the matchup for Daly is better this week. Oh wow! Are we going to uh, are we going to agree with yeah, them all? Go, uh, <laughs> I'll kick this one off. All right. Uh, uh, who we got? Okay, Rapino and Lynn Williams. <laughs> um, my gut tells me Rapino, primetime game, great crowd. Rapino will come up big, right? Eh, I have a sneaking suspicion that she'll only play. She'll play only sixty minutes max. You know, I she just played a ton during the national team games, uh, and Lynn Williams played five minutes and scored. You know, she's got some wheels left on her this week, and so I think she puts in a strong ninety minutes and puts plenty of shots on goal like typical Lynn Williams fashion, which will give her the edge. What do you think? Agree. Williams, she's <laughs> going to take more chances. Wow, I really produced a great riveting PTI segment This here. is total, yeah, PTI <laughs> is really, best, and I, really, I have a feeling that we're going to go five for five here. Okay. All right. Sam Mewis or Amy Rodriguez? This is a good one. This is a good one. Uh, kick it off, Holly. Pick I'm, this one. I'm going to go A-Rod. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm poker face right again, now. Again, again, I just think that if, if Sam Mewis is playing, is starting in that defensive midfielder spot, she's not going to produce as many points. And, and Amy Rodriguez is not on a high-scoring team, but she is their offensive weapon. Good point. Am I really going to go against a Courage player three times today? Oh, boy. That'd just be ridiculous, right? Well, well trying to create Amy drama where there's really, no conflict. Amy I is see really working. dependent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy A-Rod okay with the nicknames yeah. A-Rod is dependent really dependent on scoring scoring only and she hasn't been presented a lot of opportunities from a game to game basis because her team she just does everything for this team so if she doesn't score you don't get any fantasy points because she's not putting five shots on goal it just doesn't happen Sam she's been back for a few games now I think she gets an assist or two and possibly adds a few shots on goal. So I hope I'm wrong because I'm the A-Rod, you know, I have A-Rod on my squad, but I'm going with Sam Mewis. So we are going to finally disagree. You want to trade uh, A-Rod from Mewis? Straight up? Joking. I don't want another <laughs> national team. Wow. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> um, don't do that to me. Uh, side note. If A-Rod has a strong week this week and you have her on your team, trade her. Trade her. If she scores and she gets, let's say, 14 points this week or something, trade her. That is a high trade value player right there. Someone who's going to be around during the Olympic break. Someone who's a name value, a leader of a team, the face of a team, and coming off a strong week, trade her and get some strong pieces for her because you will have people in your league that will go for it. Holly. Yes. Week five, bowl predictions. Week five, I think, marks the quarter mark. So our next show, we will have our 
quarter of the year awards that we've been really looking forward to. Um, so week five, we didn't have, um, we had week four bowl predictions, which we went over last week. So week five bowl predictions this week. All right. So in, in the spirit of head to head matchups, we've got, uh, Gotham and the pride, and we're going to have a Lloyd versus Morgan showdown this week. If you guys don't know, they're competing for the, the starting spot, um, in, you know, center forward number nine position for the national team and my bold prediction is that lloyd outscores morgan in head-to-head competition really yes that is bold i'm well the leader in the league and goals to be bold is there something that t like that what what's what's the gut way actually like what's your gut saying there i mean you got the leader in goals in the league alex morgan yes and you got gotham who is just failing to do much yes so what do you think like, um, are you thinking Gotham wins the game? Like, obviously, if you're thinking Lloyd outscores Morgan, do you think Gotham pulls us out? We're making bold predictions. This is a bold one. But I, I think Lloyd's got something to prove, and she's at her best when she has an attitude, and Morgan's in her head right now, and... You think, oh, okay. And, I, you know, I think there's a, I think there's a, a window there where this could happen. Can I, can I adopt this one too? Cause I kind of like that. All right. I like, I like the point about Carly, like, you know, cause she knows when, when, when it's on. Yeah. And like, Hey, like when she starts a game, like I score in 25 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like that is, she really does make her point. That's a good, I like that. I like this bull prediction. I'm going with uh Shea groom. It's been a little quiet this year, but I think with Houston's matchup this week against, um, who are they playing? Uh, Louisville. I think there's going to be some scoring. It's in Louisville, but that doesn't really mean much right now. Um, I think she finishes as a top five attacker slash midfielder this week in scoring. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities. I think Daly has a good game, and I think that trickles down to Sophia Smith and Shea Groom, Latsko, other players like that. Um, U.S. So I think that Groom, I just have a feeling that she's she's like ready to pop off and put one in the back of the net and maybe also get an assist and get somewhere like 17 points this week and get you a top five. So if you have Mewis or if you have a groom starter, I feel good about that. Finally, right. it's creative. The, I like it. You like that? Yeah. Uh, put a bow on this show. Uh, Jared's gripes. <laughs> <laughs> the NWSL website and apps still are not updated with correct stats. Um, you can go to each game individually. If you're scoring on your league, you can go to each game and still get what you need from each player. That is correct. We don't want to, sh- we don't want to shoo you away from the website. But the league leaders and sometimes the schedule and dates are consistently wrong. Postscript to this, the U.S. Women's National Team website, also wrong. I was on there today and it was like bio information, you know, Rose Lavelle plays for the Washington Spirit. I think that trade happened like a, I don't know, nine months ago or something. It's like, do better. Guys, come on. We believe in you. Jared Gilkerson. This is this is very indicative of our personalities right here. We believe in you. And Jared, Jared Gilkerson. Supportive, cheering, <sighs> me just like no patience. I produce apps for a lot of different people. I have some experience. Yes. Would love <laughs> to tackle this challenge. We've emailed you nicely. We've shouted out you nicely. We've tweeted nicely. And I'm going to stay positive because I think you're going to fix the situation. But give me a shout out because I would love to help design uh, and the website. H- hit us up because we want to help. <laughs> right. 
We're going to end the show. <laughs> yes. And until this is fixed, this is From it. the bottom of our charming, beautiful, altruistic, super positive hearts. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a broke record. I'm finishing the show every week with the same damn gripe until this shit's fixed. I'm dropping. I don't care. Explicit. Let's go. Whoa. Yeah. iTunes explicit. Not quite. I'm going to I'm gonna say it's PG-13, but that's not explicit in my mind. So good luck to your fantasy squads this week. Uh, great games. Support the league. Two CBS games. Get on there. Get Paramount Plus, too. It's like five bucks a month. Um, every, it's only one Twitch game this weekend. So with those CBS games, you've got some real star power. Park yourself in front of the TV yeah. Great announcers Saturday. as well, actually. Right? Well, who's Shout announcing? Out. I don't, I, I, I'm, I, I don't even know their names. That's embarrassing now that I've said it. But they're excellent. they got like the main CBS squads. Yeah, and you've got Courage and Rain. Think how many stars are on that team. And then you've got the Thorns and Does Lori Lindsay announce for CBS? Is that the one that she does? She does for everybody. Well, that's she true. freelance bounces around. But uh, and then you got Portland. Oh yeah, she the, was on ESPN this weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland against the Kansas City, Kansas City's some star power there. So, um, great, great uniforms, too. It's going to look aesthetically nice on CBS. Just watch the games. Good luck to your teams. Next week will be quarter of the way through the fantasy season. So, you're going to be in a do-or-die situation. Some people might be 0-5, 1-4, needing to make big moves. Listen to us next week. We'll tell you who to pick up. Until then, stay safe, good luck, and goodbye.